Feather Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Don't you buddy me. I'm I'm gonna buddy, I'm gonna buddy you, pal. Um, you as, just buddied and palled me. Yes, you do that to me all the time. Valid. Um, as we said on the last podcast, this is going to be what we call guy talk. Just guys being dudes. Yeah. Just relaxing, and obviously every college football, college basketball podcast out there has their coaching hot seat and everything like that. We're obviously just putting our own spin on it. Yeah, and just kind of shoot. It's more of like a shooting the shit kind of thing. Like if you're sitting at a bar with somebody and you're like, well, how do you feel about we're in Nebraska and we're talking about Matt Rule? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about the coach we just hired? And it's like, oh, well, maybe. Or maybe it's his second or third year. Like maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Last year was down year. Mm Kind of like that. But it's just going to be with all the coaches basically. I think so, right? Yeah, we're hitting on every Power 5 coach. That's out there. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Connor, and he's going to kind of lead the way. This is his sport, his domain. Take it off, buddy. All right, so we're going to start off in the ACC, and obviously there are schools that do have the right guy in place. And we're, we're, we'll are we talk a little bit about them. I In the ACC, I have one, two, three, four, five, six schools that I believe have the right guy. Starting off at Clemson with Dabo Sweeney. I mean, that's big of you, by the way. I mean, obviously he's turned the program around. They were at, at before he got there, they were a laughing stock. There was a thing known as Clemson, Clemsoning. It's hard to say, but back in the day, it was a lot easier to say because they just fucked around a lot. But they do have the right guy in place. But. If Alabama comes calling after Nick Saban, I mean, who knows what could happen to that program, but right now they do have the right guy in place. Another school that I believe has the right guy in place, Florida State with Mike Norvell. Now, there is a caveat to this because this is the first year that he does have expectations. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, is that maybe a little premature? But he just keeps getting better every single Mm. year. So, by proxy, they should be able to reach their expectations. I remember last year I had their win total at six and a half, and this was a 10 win team at the end of the season. I do believe my math is correct. But, uh, next school that I do believe has the right guy in place, team close to our heart, NC State with Dave Dorn. Mm-hmm. I think what he's done with them, I. I think has been great, but also his name gets thrown around a lot for other coaching positions. I worry about if somebody's going to eventually pluck him. Possible. I also want to interrupt a little bit. Um, I guess it also on like teams like NC State, and we'll have teams like Iowa when we get to the Big mm. Ten. Mm, watch Is you, it? Watch who you're putting in what category, bud. No, no, just like, I'm talking about just the teams in general. Like, he's done an amazing job at NC State, keeping them in the top of the the ACC ACC. uh, standings. But what happens if, like, a new AD gets in and, like, hey, I'm tired of being the second fiddle. I'm tired of winning nine games as a good season, and they want to win 12 games. Like, is there possibilities for the schools to want to do that? Because winning nine games at NC State every year is a good season. No, and there's going to be the certain schools that we're going to hit on that, like, for this school, he is the right guy. Obviously, they might not be a contender or anything like that, but 
we'll get to those yeah. guys. But with for for NC State, Dave Dorn is the right yes, guy. Yes, hundred percent agree. Kind of same same category. Wake Forest, I believe, yep. with Dave Clawson, he it, they have the right guy in place. But also, it's the same thing with Dave Doran. Could he potentially leave for something better? His name kept getting thrown around a lot, and like, I believe he's more likely to do that than because like Wake Forest is definitely not a better job. And plus, than like with NC the State. offense, yeah. Um, next school, your guys, Duke with Mike Elko. I I know I might be a little premature after one year, and also throw out the same thing. Does he end up leaving for something better? I hope he doesn't. I, I, mean, love, I, him. I, I mean, love him at Duke. Are you going to blame him? No. For leaving somewhere else. But it looks like kind of Kansas style. They're buying into the football program. More. Which would be awesome. And then the last one, Pitt. I think Pat Narduzzi is the right guy. I know before last season, I was ripping him for like some of his comments of like what was going on with the offense. But for Pitt, I feel like he is the right guy. He fits like the style of play that Pitt wants to be, and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, now just to hit on, these are going to be kind of quick. The too soon slash new hires. Obviously, Louisville, Jeff Brom, too soon. Yep. He just got there. But if you ask the fans, though, they have the right guy because they're it's their guy. Yeah, I mean, I love the hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk, we talk glowingly about it yeah. when it happened. Um, Georgia Tech, Brent Key, new hire. This one's just because of the circumstances, and it was his first season. Virginia with Tony Elliott, obviously big circumstances when you talk about the Virginia program, but I think it's a little bit too soon oh, to yeah. tell. Uh, Virginia Tech, even though I kind of lean like that he might not be, uh, Brent Pry, I don't really know. Kind of too soon. He just took over the program. But now, for the you are not that that guy, pal. This is basically every coach that has left. Syracuse with Dino Babers. I do not feel like he is the guy. He was. He's been your favorite hot seat coach for the last two seasons. And plus, like. I feel like last season did save him. You start off, what was it, uh, six and zero, oh, but then you fall to seven and six. So I think he bought himself another year. If it was another like three win season, I think he would have gotten the can. But I don't. I losing Sean Tucker, like that was a lot of their offense. Granted, they did their defense has been very, very good the last couple of years, but I just don't know if he's the right guy for Syracuse, but Syracuse, like... that's that's That was going to be my counter. It's mm-hmm. like, what is the standard at Syracuse? Like, going bowling to me in, at Syracuse is would be a good thing. And if you could do that consistently, like, that would be fine. Like, can you remember maybe three episodes into this podcast, I think at the... Before... It was actually before we rebranded... I was just like appalled that they were going to Ohio for a game. Like that's the team we were talking about. So if you could go bowling in the ACC, I think that would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But you also got to think on the flip side that the basketball team also takes a backseat too. Like they're gonna want one of these sports to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
next one for me, and it kind of hurts, Boston College with Jeff Halfley. I'm starting to get the idea that he might not be the guy. I'm trying to, but I think he's got a longer leash than most, uh, like longer leash than Dino. Because it is so hard to recruit at Boston College. And then he had the one good season. Then last season, you lost your whole offensive line. And then Phil Djurkovic gets hurt. And it kind of stumbles upon, stumbles down from there. I still feel like they have the right guy. It's just going to take more time. But I just, I don't know if they're going to have the patience. Yeah, good point. If they fire him, though, they're making a big mistake because he's going to immediately get a defensive coordinating job somewhere big. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. He was a hell of a defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Honestly, he might go back to the NFL. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, Now, this one, I might be a little bit too soon. But I do have some worries. Miami. With Mario Cristobal. Oh, yeah. I know it's season one, dude, but that was bad. The biggest thing for me, the biggest takeaway from Miami's season that I have, that team quit. And it was apparent. I think, what did they lose to Florida State? I think it was 45-7. to Losing to Middle Tennessee State. Couldn't figure out the quarterback position. Just, there was so much quit on that team. Now, I'll give him a little bit of leadway because it was his first season. That wasn't his full roster. But still, I don't know, man. And in Miami, though, you have to produce quick. And another thing that gets in my brain with Crystal Ball is how his offensive style is. To see how Justin Herbert is, in the NFL, and we never really truly saw that at Oregon. Like, you had that talent, and you couldn't fully unlock it. Granted, I know they did; they were very successful, but you could have probably been even better. You could have probably, that, the season that, uh, I think they won the Pac-12, and made it to the, the yeah, didn't they beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl? Mm. You probably could have been a college football contender. If you like playoff um, contender, I mean. But yeah, I just have some real questions. Now for the last category. Is it time to have that talk? North Carolina with Mac Brown. This hurts. I don't I, I don't I disagree with this one. I love Mac Brown. But dude, I mean It's dude. For me, for me, it's North Carolina. Like I understand that, but you don't need like I think he's over. He's probably overachieving in North Carolina. Maybe not with the roster he has. Like that's a talented roster. They probably should be winning they more have, games. They, they, in my opinion, they have too many blue chip players that they bring in to be what? What, what were they last season? I can't even remember. But also the other thing is, it's a continuing. Trend at North Carolina. Defense sucks. I yeah. just, I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, at the same time, how much longer do Yeah, I think you're going to get him retiring before he gets fired. Yeah. More than likely. I don't, like, 
it that when I say is it time to have that talk, it's more like are they gonna force him to retire? Because I don't think they're gonna fire him. It'll be one or the other. Like mm. he when he when he's done, whether he was fired or whether he he retired, like it's just gonna come out he's retired either one. All right, so we just hit on everybody in the ACC switching over to the Big Ten schools that have the right guy. Ohio State, Ryan Day, and in parentheses, I have shut up, Cody, because I know you have some comments. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I by any means. I'm this is more of a compliment to the program than anything else, is that these standards are super high, and that should mm-hmm. be a compliment. Yes. If he goes out there and loses to Michigan again, and they again underachieve with the talent he has. They're going to be, he's going to be with Mac Brown and we're going to have that talk category soon. First year quarterback. That's a good scapegoat. <laughs> here, okay. So here, you have to at least here see a little I will bit. give my Ryan Day defense. Me, obviously, being the Ohio State guy, I know a lot more about this program than any other program that we talk with about. With a lot of bias tagged along with it. Continue. But here's the thing. Ohio State does have the Michigan problem. You know the one problem they don't have at the same time is the contending problem. Go back to that Georgia game. That team was competing with the national champion and was a missed field goal away from winning that. Michigan is set up to beat Ohio State. I will give Harbaugh credit that he has figured out the way to this is what's going to give them problems, and that's what he goes after. Ohio State right now just has a Michigan problem. As far as being in the upper echelon of college football, they are still there. The Georgia game is proof. And at the same time, I have noticed just in this offseason alone, the day is making that switch to what is keeping us from being a contender not hitting the transfer portal as hard as we could. And this offseason, he hit the portal extremely hard, especially on the defensive side. think this is going to be a lot different team than what we have seen the last two years. But I still think they have the right guy. All right. Of- I'm not done. No, you I'm are done. done. You are done. You have to win a title sometime soon. Look at the talent that is on that he roster. Been, he has been to a national champion. I don't give champion. a shit if you've been there. You haven't won one. So is, He's been to three playoffs. So is Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, and he got beat by 63. I don't care. You have to eventually. I'm, I understand. This is a compliment. I know, I know. He could be the eighth best coach in the country, and that's not good enough for Ohio State. No, that's I get that. Unfortunately, the I thing. get that. I understand that. That's the burden that comes with rooting for okay, this Okay, and Luke Fickle's a better coach than him, but continue. No. All right, next one, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, until he goes to the NFL. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it, it's basically on Harbaugh's terms at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, it's I, I'm prepared for – I've already, like, started to prepare, like, for off season, next offseason. Like, oh, Harbaugh's getting calls from the NFL. Yeah, and he's going to continue them, and if he wants to go there, so be it. Uh Penn State, James Franklin, I do think that they do have the right guy. But will this be – everybody and their mother are on Penn State this year. Will this be the breakthrough year? I worry because that's a lot of expectations to be putting on a true – well, 
redshirt freshman mm. that was at, like was a five star. But if you talk to a lot or listen to a lot of people, like he was still raw and developing. But can I, he? Read I them? will be. I'm actually kind of surprised he's still there. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's a bad coach or anything, but Penn State I mean, fans. They've been on the cusp of making the playoffs. Yeah. Penn State they fans kind of like 10. compare themselves to Ohio State and Michigan, and there's a definitely a tier. It's just it like it, difference. The, those three teams have the dilemma of you have to play the two of those teams because you obviously can't play yourself, but you're playing them every single fucking year. Yeah. Uh, next one, Illinois. Brett Bielema is the right guy there. I he has turned this program around. They were a fun team last season. Obviously, they did. They produced NFL talent like Devon Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, Chase Brown. So I think they have the right guy. And he's also that like gritty coach that I think just screams Illinois football. Mm -hmm. This one I'm prepared for a little bit of backlash from you, but I think for the school they have the right guy, Minnesota. No, I agree with that. I think PJ Fleck is. I like PJ Fleck a lot. Like it's hard to recruit Minnesota. You basically have to do Minnesota. You have to recruit the state of Minnesota, the Dakotas, and you have to find them those gems. Yeah. Because it's so hard to get people to come to Minnesota. But for what he's been doing there, I think he's the right guy there. He's he's definitely like a top five like coach I want to win for mm-hmm. kind of guy. Um, now for the two soon slash new hires, Purdue, Ryan Walters. or Wal- Yeah, Walters. We'll see. I, th- I think he's going to be a good coach. Obviously, the defensive coordinator of that good Illinois uh, defense. Uh, Wisconsin will look fickle, but I think I, I have such a firm feeling. And I think when we talk, do guy talk next year, we're talking about, yeah. oh, yeah, after year one, Luke Fickle is the right guy because he won the Big Ten West. Um, and then Nebraska, Matt Rule. But I think that may be the right guy. Matt Rule wins everywhere. All right, now time for the tough questions. Three coaches here. Maryland with Mike Loxley. I put in parentheses, talk to me when the divisions are gone. Because Maryland's problem is having to go up against Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State every fucking You could even season. throw Michigan State in there too. And the crazy thing is, is it happened last season. They were kind of contending with all three of those teams, and then they would end up struggling against the lower ones, but ended up pulling them out. But also, I don't fully know if he's the right guy. But I think once they get out of the divisions and they don't have to play those three every fucking season, might probably only have to pay pe- play Penn State because there's a little bit of a rivalry yeah. there. But no, I, I think agree. that will definitely it's help them. wait and them. see. Our boy. I'll fucking kill you. Rutgers. That's Rex the right guy. I, I, I'm telling you. That this is, and in parentheses, I put, but can you really do better? No, I don't. I don't. Think I feel so. like he needs a lot more time to even. The problem is, is he set the bar, <laughs> and he's he trying did. to get it <laughs> back did. to that bar, and there was just so much like. No wins. One win. Two wins. I mean, he got them to a fucking bowl. Granted, it was... <laughs> no, granted no, 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 no. You're done. You're done. Yeah, you don't need to say that. You don't need to say that. 
I'm just saying, it's so hard to win at Rutgers. It's hard to win at Rutgers in basketball. And like, they do good. Steve Peichel's doing an amazing job, but it's easier in basketball to, to turn something around than football. I think winning five, I think going to a bowl game every three years in Rutgers is really good. No matter how you get there. It's ugly as fuck. But also, same thing with Maryland. Talk to me when the divisions are gone, because maybe it once you don't have to play Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, because obviously those are auto losses, and swap those with some of those West teams. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, even when they played... I actually went to the Ohio State Maryland game this year and it was forty I think forty nine to seven Ohio State. Like for the first quarter they were frisky. And they're always gonna be frisky. They're always pulling out the But the plate. talent it just him getting in the talent's just not there. It's tough. It's tough in New Jersey. Not next one, same principle, Northwestern with Pat Fitzgerald. It all it in the same thing in parentheses. I have can you really do better? It's all gonna come down to He's what the alumni want. Dude, yeah. Like, do you want to be a team that can win Big Ten titles, or do you just want to just throw a football team and have a product out there? It's gonna be more up to what the school really wants. I don't think they'll fire him though. I really don't. I don't think so. I think he would step away before that happens. Yeah. All right. Time for the you're not that guy, pal. Real quick before that, I shouldn't say that because Gary Patterson did get fired. Valid. So, I think anything's open then. Valid. Um, Michigan State, L. Tucker. Honestly, I blame more the school than the coach because that contract is what makes this so much worse. And what ended up happening at the end before the portal close with your quarterback and your best wide receiver leaving in the portal yeah that contract kind of makes a damper on it it's kind of like an MLB guy in like the eighth year of his 10 year contract where he's he's hitting 240 and he's not bad but he's making 40 million dollars a year mm-hmm. so I'm just it's an eyesore if he was making two million dollars a year it would be probably in the middle category you have there mm. next one Indiana Tom Allen. This could be the hottest seat in the Big Ten, I'll say. Since that 6-2 and two COVID season in 2020, which I, when I looked it up and they were 6-2, and two, I was like, because one they were like 10, it felt like they were a 10 fucking win team that year. But since then, they have gone 6-18. and 18. Obviously, you did lose your probably your best weapon in Kalen DeBoer as your offensive coordinator, and then Michael Penix resurrects his career after leaving. I just don't know if he's the right guy. No, I mean, it's hard to win in Indiana, but I think you could definitely get somebody better in there that's going to at least get him to like a bowl game every four years or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That should be your goal for schools that kind of like that. The last one, Iowa, Kirk Ferentz. I do not think he's the right guy. I know his record has been good, but the lack of that fucking offense just holds Iowa back. You have consistently top five defense year in, year out. Oh, God, what is – I cannot remember – Parker is the defensive coordinator. I think I can't remember if that's his first name or last name. He is one of the best 
defensive coordinators in college football. He think about how Iowa recruiting is. You get you're getting them farm built motherfuckers, and he is turning them into NFL pros. He is making them year in year out three stars, a top five defense, and you can't even get a top one hundred offense out there. And honestly, it's like the ineptitude that the fact that your son is the offensive coordinator. So obviously it's hard to fire your fucking son. But he is the offensive coordinator. And that is the one thing that is potentially holding Iowa back from being not just a Big Ten contender. Potentially a college football playoff contender. We see how Georgia is built. Behind their defense. You're not telling me that if Iowa had a top 5 defense. And maybe like a top 50 offense. That they wouldn't be in contention. This team at one point was what? I They were, oh my god. What was it? Not last season, the season before. They, weren't they in the top 5? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, 100%. And then completely fell apart. When they played like an actual... Like, offenses that could score more than 17 points. Just, I mean, it, I don't think he's the right guy. And with Barta, I think there was the announcement that he is stepping down as Iowa's AD. That is the one thing that is keeping him there. Yeah, the thing that drives me crazy about Ferentz is more of the, like, unwillingness to adapt to the modern exactly. offense. And obviously, like, his son's the OC, but there's... You could probably keep him the OC and just run a little bit of newer offense and spread things out a little bit. Um, not to run off on a tangent, but I do think once the college football playoff expanded to 12 teams and teams that are like that, like Iowa, who's so dominant on defense and is always floating in like the 15 to 25 range, sometimes a little farther out, I think schools are going to start making changes a lot sooner because, like, hey, we could sneak in in the 12th spot, and that's something we could – I mean, you've already seen it in that division with Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, I think his time, it's another one where he's going to be stepping down before he gets fired, more than likely. All right, switching over to the Big 12. Only got three schools right here in the right guy category. TCU, Sonny Dykes. Kind of hard to disagree. He took them to the natty. Enough said. Yeah. Kansas State, Chris Kleiman. They're the defending Big 12 champs. Mm -hmm. Enough said. Kansas, Lance Leipold. Yeah. Easy. Easy number one. Now, too soon, I do have Texas and Oklahoma in here. Texas, just because he has not been able to hit the full expectations, but Stark has made this team a lot better. Obviously, Herman was... Herman and, God damn it, Charlie Strong. We're taking these guys. Was taking Texas absolutely nowhere. Sark is starting to turn them around. For first year with like big, big expectations, especially with the talent on the roster. Second year of Quinn Ewers, and obviously as long as Arch Manning's there, he's gonna be yeah. fine. But can I can I ask you a question? Hmm. If you had to throw your eggs in a basket between Venable and Sark, who would you choose? I'm definitely I'm going Sark, but Chris Kleiman. <laughs> you get one or the other. Damn. Uh, 
Especially, Sorry. well, I, I mean, I guess you could lean on Venable with removing the SEC. It makes more sense to have like the defense first mentality, but. Well, okay, now as talking about Oklahoma, I put them in the too soon category because you had a bad first season. But what worries me is that roster still had talent. You could say like, oh, we got, when Riley left, he took so much in the portal. You still, as far as like the blue chip ratio, were still up high. You still had five stars that stayed. Yada, yada, yada. Giving him a pass. All right, also in the too soon category, Texas Tech with Joey McGuire, but I do lean to him being the right guy. They looked very good this last season, in his first season. And I'm throwing Baylor with Dave Aranda in here. You had the great first season where you made it, you won the Big 12, but then down season last year, quarterback play was a little up and down, but... I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because we've seen where he could take the team. Mm -hmm. Um, For the is it time to have that talk, Oklahoma State with Mike Gundy. Dude, I I just feel like he's kind of hit his ceiling. Yeah, But also at the same time, like I don't really know how high you could really take Oklahoma State. With Oklahoma and Texas leaving, that does leave the Big 12 open for anybody to run it. So, I mean, could Gundy turn it around and all of a sudden, hey, Oklahoma State's running this conference. But also, like, uh, you had, what, four, five years of Spencer Sanders? In, like, he was the same guy as freshman year that he was when he was a senior. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. Is it time to have that talk? It's possible I'm a Mike Gundy guy, but... Yeah, I know. I do feel like there was years where I thought this team was capable of making it to the playoff or making it to the BCS national title, and for whatever reason, one of the last three games, they would have a blip, and the team got left out. Whether it was the Brandon Whedon team or the really good Spencer Sanders team who lost to Baylor. With Chuba and all those yeah, guys. Like, yeah, like, it's like he's always got them. He's got them, and every couple years, he's got them contending, and they're almost there, and then he just doesn't pull through at the end. All right. Now for special category for the Big 12. The need to see it again. Iowa State with Matt Campbell. Like, We've seen him be very good, be at the top of coaching searches. Obviously, he never made the jump or maybe never got the job. But, man, that last season did not look good. And, obviously, he's put people to the NFL. Obviously, like, you could say what you want for its Shanahan system, but Brock Purdy was there. Brees Hall, who was very good up until his torn ACL. Will McDonald was a first-round draft pick. Like, he's putting people... Like, he's getting talent and turning it out. But, like, I need to see it again to really know if he is the right guy for Iowa State. Obviously, Iowa State was a down, down program before he got there. And he somewhat resurrected it. But man, it just he they were just in the Big Twelve Championship not too long ago. And after last season, dude, it left a bad taste in my mouth. 
You're, I think it, I'm, I'm more of like leaning towards, I think he is. I don't know about you. I've leaned that he could be the right guy. It's just, I need to see it again. I need to see him get that team together. Cause obviously in, with Iowa state, it's the same thing that we talked about with Iowa. Same thing. We talked about Minnesota. It talked about, well, we didn't really talk about, but with like Kansas state and a lot of these schools is it's hard to recruit there. So it's all about development. And it seems like the development program that he has going there is very good. But I just need to see it again. Yeah. It's it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, for Iowa State fans. Because I do think if he does eclipse that like 10-win category again like he did, he's yeah. this, this time he's probably gone. Yeah, yeah. If he gets up there in coaching searches, he's going to make the jump. He's yeah. not going to make that mistake again. Uh then for the you're not that guy, pal. West Virginia, Neil Brown. Yeah. Supposedly was going to be fired, but they didn't have the money. <laughs> so, I mean, that paints the picture for you. Yeah. I, I. Now, I will say, obviously, you and I have a West Virginia fan that is, we're friends with. I'm kind of a West Virginia fan, too, but. Whatever. Um, There is the very good quarterback that they have coming in. If he starts him, I think they could save him for another year. Like, oh, if there is some promise, if exactly. he starts him and it's a disaster, yeah, he's gone. probably gone. gone. Yeah, but yeah, and on and uh, obviously, I didn't throw in the other the four new additions when it comes to Cincinnati. Obviously, new coach there uh, with UCF and um, God damn it, who BYU. BYU, and to an extent, Houston. I think they have the right guys in place. It's just, we'll revisit them next season to see how they made the jump. Yeah, it's going to be too hard to really even depict any of that. Yeah, and like, I I mean, I think Gus, uh, Sataki, and uh, uh, Holgren are the right guys in place. Obviously, they've had success in the group of five. But Big 12 is going to be a big jump. All right. Switching over to the Pac-12. Got three schools that I believe have the right guy in place. USC, Lincoln Riley. No doubt. Bigger question is, does he have the right guy at D.C.? Because I do I do not think he does. I think Alex Grinch is a stooge. And he keeps, keeps him around. Won't make the change. Obviously... It's the same dilemma Lincoln Riley has had year in year out. You might have one of the best offenses, but your defense is is Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Just watch, rewatch that Utah game again. So maybe after this season there could be the change if they do not exceed or hit their expectations. Because obviously expectations for USC win the Pac-12, make it to the playoff. Uh, next school that I believe has the right guy, easy, Utah, Kyle Winningham. That's a no-doubter. That's the number one in this conference for sure. Uh, next school, UCLA, Chip Kelly. Mm. I think they obviously have the right guy yeah. there. Uh, long list of the too soon slash new hires. Washington, Kalen DeBoer, but Eileen, right guy. Uh, we'll see what happens with this if he can continue like 10 and 3 team last season can they bridge it to the next season and also kind of want to see what happens after he loses Penix. Mm. 
Uh, Oregon, Dan Lanning, very good first season, but still, like, got, we're, we need to see more seasons, basically. Uh, Washington State, Jake Dickert, great first season, obviously need to see more from him. Arizona State with Kenny uh, Dillingham, first-year coach. Stanford with Troy Taylor had very good success at Sacramento State, but taking on a big task at Stanford. Um, and then Colorado with Dion, which, I mean, we're gonna I, it's going to be a fun show watching how this all plays out. Uh, then I have a separate category for the Pac-12. This is the improving slash this season will tell a lot. Oregon State with Jonathan Smith. He's been there since 2017. Obviously, he had the great season last year where the only problem was quarterback. And you solved that in the Porter by getting DJ Uyungle. And you didn't lose that much. So, they've been up and down, which, I mean, when he took over the program was uh, very, very bad, obviously. Mm. So, he's made some strides. It's just this season will tell a lot. Same category, Arizona with Jed Fish. They keep improving every year. This was a team that before he, or no, was it his first season? Yeah, I think it was his first season. Zero wins. And last year was competitive. So. I like to lean towards. He is the right guy. But also. I don't want to jump the gun. it's like, this is going to be a very much a work in progress. They keep mm. improving. Let's see, keep seeing the improvements. Now for the not-that-guy-pal, Cal, Justin Wilcox. I honestly thought he was going to be fired last season. Uh, but since going 8-5 and five in 2019, they've gone 1-3, COVID year, 5-7, and 4-8. and eight. Just haven't seen that much. I think he's got to make a bowl game this year, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, you're not gonna ever. You're probably not gonna win ten games at Cal like ever. But if you can get him to a bowl game, you might be able to save your job another year. Yeah, and but also at the same time, it's like talking when we talked about other programs. How much does Cal care? Yeah. Um. Now, over to the last conference, the SEC schools that have the right guy. Easy, Georgia, Kirby Smart. You know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they got the guy. Maybe if he wins three in a row. Yeah, he's got to win three to really show me. He's got to prove it. Uh, Tennessee, Josh Heupel. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's only been two seasons, but I think they do have the right and guy. The fact Honestly, in this year, with what he turns Joe Milton into, will be the true, like, factor. Yeah. The fact that Tennessee's like just and relevant. With Nico right behind. Mm-hmm. Um, next school, Kentucky. Mark Stoops. I think he is the right guy for him. Yeah, it's that's never going to be. What always a... worries me is he does get linked to some schools when they're hiring. But I also just I just think he's the right guy there. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. I think he's the right guy. Yeah, I do, I do too. Am I missing any schools that? Yes, you're missing a giant one, and I'm waiting on it. In the, is it time to have 
that talk. No, I'm just kidding. Nick Saban is the right guy. I I I know maybe it could be coming to the end. But I think we're still like a couple years of like seeing. But he's still recruiting at his Nick Saban level. Yeah, and he's obviously under the same scrutiny as Ryan Day is. Granted, he's got the the trophy case full, mm-hmm. but it's Alabama, and there's going to be it's expectations. It's just like this. I think this was because every three years he won at least one title, and I think this was the first time that he did win a title, and they could have possibly been with his most talented team with Bryce Young and Will Anderson. i tell you what, though. If they... Like, I think making the college football play this year would be an incredible overachievement. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he'll be just, safe. I just wanted to see how angry. I think he'll be safe. I, th- I, w- I was kind of. I don't know, man, though. Alabama fans, I like the, the little. Alabama fans are, are crazy. Yeah, they're ready to fire his ass. Like, they're down at half to Vanderbilt, and they'll, they'll be like, yep, get him out of here. I don't care how many titles he's won. Like, it's a different kind of expectation. All right, time for the too soon new hire category. Did do very good this first season, but I'm putting him in this category, Chip Kelly at LSU. Let's see what happens this season. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Why yeah. did I, oh, I wrote down Chip Kelly. You wrote Kelly. down, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, at least you can read. Yeah. yeah. Very well. Yeah. Um, I almost put him in the not that guy, pal. But it really? was his first year. I'll give him a pass. Florida with Billy Napier. Oh God, I don't think I would. <laughs> I it was his first season. It really okay. So I for some reason I thought it's been a couple years. He seems like he's been there forever. How long has he been? But I am pretty sure I think you're right. It's only been one year because he was at he coached the Levi was it Levi Jones. Levi Lewis. Levi Lewis, literally two. Louisiana. Yeah, that was in 2022. Yeah, I thought. Or 21, I mean. Because 2022 would have been last year. Oh, no. Yeah. All the years are starting to blend together. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to try to give him a pass. Now, this year, if it's bad, it could be, like, I think to the point where he's fired. If it's bad. Bad. Yeah. Like, no bowl game, he's gone. Yeah, which which worries me a lot, considering a lot of the talk that's coming from the quarterback play. Yeah. Um, this one, I almost put in the right guy category, but it's only been one season. Vandy Clark Lee. Three wins at Vandy. That's a, that's a hell of a season. In this economy. Yeah, that's a hell of a season, buddy. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were like two and one at one point. They were above 500. Yeah, they were. Because they started off with the... Super wait, cupcake. Or wait, or no, I might have been way wrong on their schedule. I can't even fucking they. But they're they're on the right trajectory for Vandy and beat Florida. Um, Mississippi State with Zach Arnett. Obviously, the circumstances there. It's the first season. We wish the nothing mm. but the best for this team. Uh, and then Auburn with Hugh Freeze, which now, I like though. Now that with this conference, I had. I have three more categories, and obviously we know that the not your guy pal is the last category. This one was the I honestly have no idea category. Arkansas, Sam Pittman. God, I love Sam Pittman, though. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk anything I really Ill on him. I don't know because obviously Arkansas was dog shit. 
and he's gotten them to a point. But like, does do the fans expect more? And also, he just lost both of his coordinators. See, that was exactly what I was going to say, was I think it's going to go as far as the people he surrounds himself with because Sam Pittman's not really going to wow you with the X's and O's and anything. He's a former offensive line coach. Like, it's more... He's more the uh, the, player's coach. Yeah, the rah-rah guy. He's Mm going to get... Like, when you watch him pregame, like, it makes me want to run through a wall. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes, like, schematically, he's not going to blow you away by any means. So, if he can surround himself and have good coordinators, that's probably going to take him as far as keeping his job. For the can-they-keep-exceeding-expectations category, South Carolina, Shane Beamer. I did not know where to put South Carolina because they, like, I want to say he is the right guy. They keep exceeding expectations year in and year out. Also, at the same time, I'm worried that it just takes one season for it to all come crashing down to earth. Yeah, the post-Rattler regimen is going to really be the point where you want to watch. Because, I mean, with Rattler, as much as shit I talk about him, he's a former five-star and he's a good quarterback. He's not probably not lived up to the hype, but he's a damn good quarterback. And when he's gone, we'll see how South Carolina is. Maybe he can get a guy in there and continue it. But if he doesn't, then it could end up being to the not-that-guy-pal category. So, I was wrong, actually. There is no you're-not-that-guy-pal category for the SEC. Instead, it's the is-it-time-to-have-that-talk. Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher. Obviously, this is... From just like a novice college football standpoint, most people probably think this could be the hottest seat in college football. It's no wonder that every time that they are losing or whatever, his contract number is trending on Twitter. Doesn't that, just, isn't that really what it just comes down to? But is it is it time to? I mean, it is that, but also the inept. It's the kind of the Kirk Ferentz thing, the ineptitude of your offense. Obviously, you just saw them bring in one of the most historic classes in recruiting history, and then all of a sudden, in one off or one full season and an off season, that class is basically all transferred out. Well, I shouldn't say all transferred out. Good majority of it transferred out. So you brought in the talent, but you couldn't keep it there, and you were very, very subpar. Uh, But also, at the same time, you have beaten Bama, and honestly, should have beat them last year. But at the same time, for should have beat them last year, should have had a better play call on, was it the two-point conversion? Whatever it was to win the game, you throw it... Throw a fade to Evan Stewart, who is your best wide receiver. But everybody else just stood around because that was the only route that was ran. Like, everybody and their mom knew the ball was going there. Mm. But I just feel like, is it time to have that talk? He need, he needs to get a quarterback in there, but... like a But little... also, he needs an offensive coordinator, and, like, is Bobby Petrino the answer? Probably not. But at the same time, like, I don't... As much as his offense is, like, handicapped... 
He, I feel like he does need a better signal caller in there. But at the same time, you're Texas A&M with unlimited pockets. How are you not getting that quarterback I mean, in there? I mean, you which, had the pocket of the NIL to bring in but, the greatest class. So what? That reflects. What's, stop, that what's should stopping you from bringing yeah. in the best offensive? Which should be a reflection of your coaching. Yes. Which, that's kind of the same thing I said about Ryan Day with his talent. Like, as much as I'm criticizing it, I should also applaud it. Because that is part of coaching, is getting the talent in there. Yeah. But also, when you see only seven wins. Yeah. It, it, it comes down. I don't know if he wants to be there. The fans clearly don't want him there. Is this, are they going to pay $50 million to him? Or however much it is. I mean, if I'm him, like I'm live, I'm loving life. I don't care yeah. if I win six it, it, It's almost gotten to the point where he's just like trying to get that buyout money. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's... They're two and three to start next year if he just completely mails it the fuck in. Mm-hmm. But he's you damn sure he ain't quitting. All right, last school. Is it time to have that talk, Mizzou? It's probably time. Just, like, some of the things that he does would should be if you're winning a lot more. I can vividly remember what was it for the Florida game. After they beat Florida, he had the Darth Vader or did like the Darth Vader thing as like a stab at Florida. You're not that good that you should be taking stabs at coaches. I understand you beat him, but from a year in, year out, that just looks like a stooge. Like if you were a team that was contending for the SEC, yeah, that is funny. That's cool. That's like, but you're not. No. Just he he's so quirky, he's so weird that I just don't know if he's the right guy. I'm gonna take all X's and O's out of it and just build off of what you said. If you were building a coach to coach in the SEC, I don't think you could be any more polar opposite. Like the guy you build, the most polar opposite guy is Drinkowitz. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I think there is something to that. And that's why I kind of worried about Brian Kelly going to LSU because like zero strike is an SEC guy. Yeah, exactly. I think you need like a burly, tough, like a tough man. Honestly, you know what like, I mean. I don't want to shit on to, his manhood, but to win, like if you're gonna try to do that, like you need somebody from the South, somebody who's gonna be that no nonsense, no bullshit kind of guy. Mm. So yeah, I, I think mean, the honestly the universities. To blame, they're not to blame because they probably got paid a lot to go, but like Missouri's not an SEC school, and you shouldn't have known if you were joining the SEC you were not going to have football success. But yeah, at the same time, they were beating Georgia at home. Well, not at, at, at yeah. home for Missouri. But I think it's easier to build Georgia than it is to build Missouri and pluck talent from Georgia and plum, from Alabama, from Mississippi, and those southern states than it is to – to get guys to go and to Missouri. honestly, like the St. Louis area is a hotbed for recruits, but also at the same time, following recruiting. Other than oh god, I forgot the I forgot the wide receiver. I know name. you're talking about though. But other, he's from St. Louis, but everybody else that I see from St. Louis ends up leaving. Oh yeah, I mean, if a kid's growing like, up, he, and- if he were able to just. Harness in the talent in the St. Louis, Missouri area, he could be very successful. But I just don't think he's doing it. I don't think he's the right guy. And honestly, if it's like uh, 
three, four win season canned, I think. Yeah, I not to go back to it, but like could you imagine like some kid who's grown up in Alabama his whole life and then this guy walks into my house to recruit me? Like I don't see it's just not you're not an SEC guy. Like if Sam Pittman walks in your house, it's like I wanna come play for you, coach. But also at like in the same time that I almost feel like that's kind of a little bit of a reflection on Mizzou because I just feel like Mizzou does not fit in the SEC. No, they don't by any means. Like, I don't care how good their basketball team was this year. Basketball is a completely different entity. Like, trade Mizzou for one of Texas or in Oklahoma and send Mizzou back to the Big 12. Yeah, 100% they should. They fit better. Yeah, 1,000%. But also, that's the politics of college sports. Yeah, I think UCLA and USC fit better in the Big Ten than Missouri fits in the SEC. Like, I 100% do. <laughs> you're not crazy. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think you're crazy whatsoever. All right, so that was... Guy talk for college football. Next week, now, next week we got six conferences to go down. Mm-hmm. But and that's going to be a Cody-heavy episode. A lot so of those... want to listen, I don't blame you. I don't blame me either. And obviously, though, we're just getting out of it, and we're gearing up towards college football. Programming note, got the guy talk next week, a couple other episodes, just we have NBA draft coming up as well, but we are only, I think, what'd you say, four weeks, five weeks, we don't need the exact date, it's no big deal, from doing our first conference breakdown, which... One, two, three, four, five, yeah, about five, six weeks. Yes, and um, everybody please keep me in your thoughts and prayers, Connor is watching my house this weekend. Oh, why fuck I'm you. in Tennessee. So just thoughts and prayers for me to make sure everything's intact. I do appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to throw a party at your house. You have no friends but me. Oh, I'll find some friends. Just I'll go. I will go into that town and I will find some friends. Who wants to hang out? Oh, I got it. Trust me, in Marion, there's ways to make friends very easily. I got free needles, guys. Yeah, there's there's pretty easy ways. I'm going to come back and there's going to be like six dudes on the couch. I'm like, dude, what, what's going on? Oh, God. All right, till next week, we're out of here. Peace!